So in this episode and the next few, we will be breaking down redundancy processes, as there are a few different processes dependent on whether or not the role is unique or whether there is a shrinking pool of employees. So what does a fair process look like? Well, there are two different situations in reality that occur. One, either the whole workforce is potentially redundant or the person at the risk of redundancy is in a unique role, uh, i.e. Uh, the only person who does that particular role. Or two, an employer requires less employees that all do the same role, often referred to as a pool of employees. For example, there are 15 administrators and the company needs to reduce this number down to 10. Both have very slightly different processes that should be followed and there's nothing in statute as to what constitutes a fair process. So this is based from case law and good practice. But what we'll do is give you what we suggest is a fair process for both situations. In this particular episode, we'll examine the process for redundancy consultation process that is in uh, with regards to the entire workforce or an individual role. So this process is different uh, than a shrinking pool as it does not require any selection criteria to be applied to the staff. Uh, they're not having to choose between people in roles, which is why they don't need the, the selection criteria. So we would suggest that a fair process would be as follows. Step one, the employer should write to the employee setting out the reasons they are at risk of redundancy and invite them to a meeting. Step two, the employee attends the meeting. Topics that should be covered should include a description of why they're potentially being made redundant. It's key that the employee plays an active role in this meeting. This is your chance to put forward suggestions as to why the redundancy could be avoided and any suitable alternative employment, uh, so any other roles in the business that you, the employee, could apply for. Types of suggestions that you might put forward might include things such as taking a pay cut, offering part-time work, etc. Step three, the company writes to the employees giving feedback on any of the suggestions they provided. Uh, if they are helpful and they potentially avoid a redundancy, then the process may stop there. If they're not sufficient to avoid the potential redundancy, then the letter should invite the employee to a further meeting. Step four, this is the second meeting and this is another chance for you as the employee to put forward suggestions as to how the redundancy could be avoided. If the employee has applied for other roles, it's likely they will receive the feedback as to whether they've been successful or not. If they are, then of course the process stops as the employee will not be made redundant. Step five, again the employer should feed back on any suggestions provided and if still after the second uh, meeting there aren't any uh, routes to avoid the redundancy, invite the employee to a third and final meeting. Step six, so this final meeting is the final chance for the employee to put forward any suggestions. Realistically, if none have been forthcoming in the early two meetings, it's unlikely that it's going to be at this stage. Uh, the final decision regarding the redundancy might be delivered at the end of this meeting or the company might essentially reconvene and decide to give further consideration if any suggestions have been made by the employee. At this stage, it's likely that the employer will then write to the employee confirming that their position is redundant. The letter would usually detail the appeal process if the, wish, if the employee wishes to follow that and also give payments uh, or give details of the payments due to the employee, which we'll cover in a later podcast. Step eight. The employee can appeal this decision and should follow the employer's detail on how to do so. Step nine, uh, an appeal meeting should be held. After this, if the decision remains that the employee is redundant, they've then exhausted all internal routes of appeal. Uh, and from an employee's perspective, you should always appeal the decision if you wish to take matters further. That's all for today's episode. In the next uh, one, we'll be considering the correct process uh, applied from an employee's perspective when there's a shrinking pool. Thanks for listening. Thanks very much. Oakwood Solicitors, the experts in employment law claims. For any inquiries, please call 0113 
9787 or email us at Anything contained in this podcast is for information purposes only and not intended to be specific legal advice.